going on welcome to episode 12 we have an awesome guest tonight but let's start with our sponsors as you as per the usual uh lorenzotti.coffee all of your italian d- coffee needs delivered directly to your door uh they are amazing it, it's great coffee please order some use btc at checkout for a 10 percent discount uh toplobsta.com the man uh he's where you can get this awesome wear the mask shirt with uh your favorite president joe biden on it uh, also, BTC at checkout will get you a 10% discount. And Anthem Planning, anthemplanning.com for all of your emergency uh, crisis preparedness uh, planning for your business, personal life, whatever it is, do it. It's something that the government would love to take from you. Uh, anyways, we're here. How was that intro, guys? Was it good? I don't know what happened. There was literally like, I don't know, a hundred tracks going. It was playing the intro, started playing the starting now thing. It was really crazy. But uh, yeah, anyways, let's move on. <laughs> Get away from this horrible mess. Uh, we have great sh- we have great guests tonight. He is our true American badass. Uh, pretty much a-, a-, a black pill vendor, but we're going to work on that tonight. Uh, he is the host of a wonderful podcast called Liberty Lockdown. He's a rap god, absolutely 100%. I will not... Uh, feel successful until he adds me to his rap intro. <clears throat> Sorry. We do have tonight Mr. Clint from Liberty Lockdown. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm good, Josh. Thank you for having me on. Rap God here to spit some bars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, man, that was a, that was a crazy intro. I, I have the best intros. I really do. Are, are, are we competing already? Is this a dick measuring contest <laughs> no, right off the bat? No, I'm talking about my intro intro that had like oh, 20 oh, tracks oh, oh. going. See, see, Clint's on Skype, so he can't hear the stream, which is, I mean, that's you know fortunate for you, buddy, but not fortunate for everybody <laughs> in the chat. Uh, I'm going to have to fix that in post before I, before I upload tonight, guys, just so you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but anyways, man, have you checked out my Twitter recently? Yeah, uh, going viral with some Alex Jones. This is crazy. Fire. I so I posted in jest. I mean, it was pretty much a joke. Uh, you know, if you, if you've ever watched Alex Jones, you know he's he's uh, pretty famous for saying that the adrenochrome stuff and how you know these rich politicians and elite drink this uh, the blood of the youth to stay uh, youthful. And he kind of goes into this how they're um, sacrificed and all this shit. And I posted this Newsweek article that's like, hey, there's some science behind, you know, the blood of the young, making older people stay younger for longer. And, um, and I was like, I was like, every day, more and more, 
uh, Alex Jones was right, you know, and some big blue check, like liberal Democrat progressive shared it. And I am getting attacked like crazy. Like I totally posted this thing in jest. It was funny, you know, like I like Alex Jones sometimes and he's right about a lot of shit, but he's also like a meme and it's funny, you know, I mean, seriously, he's, he's amazing sometimes when just, just to laugh at. And these people are going nuts. I mean, they're losing it. They're like, you're this and that. I've been called a clan member, a Nazi. What's wrong with these people, Clint? <laughs> well, it, in fairness, I think Alex is more right than he is wrong. Uh, but he does have a tendency to be a bit hyperbolic with his claims. Like I think he, I think he was right actually that, I mean, I've been reading about this for years, so this is a, not a new concept that they were going to take the the blood of the young to try and reinvigorate the old. Um, Alex just takes it to that next level where it's satanic ritual and there's you know interdimensional child molesters and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, there are child domes- uh, molesters, but they're probably not interdimensional. And they are taking the blood of the youth to stay young, but they're probably not murdering them during it. So, Hopefully. you know, he's close. Hopefully. He's close. I mean, Hopefully. We, did, we did find out about this huge cabal of pedophiles. I mean, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So. No, they they definitely kill some kids, and they definitely uh, do some real real dark stuff. So I'm not I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm just saying Alex takes it to that like when it's already at a nine, he's like, we're going to eleven. I mean, he was right about the frogs being gay, dude. <sighs> You're telling me I've been dating him for a couple years now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh, I'm still embarrassed about that intro. That was rough, dude. I've been doing I've been doing so good, man. So good. I know. It, see, it seemed it seemed smooth on my end for what it's worth. So. That's it's everybody on the chat's like, oh, we can see you freaking out. I'm like, yeah, I know, dude. I I know. I was freaking out pretty hard, man. <laughs> so on dude, my side, it was just dead silence. I was like, this is great. This is going yeah, great. Yeah, I'm over here like, oh, oh god, oh god, what's going on? <laughs> oh no, I can't end the stream because if you end the stream, you got to start a whole new stream. You know, there was oh, already shit. like there was already like 30 people waiting. I'm like, great, great. <laughs> um, so. Uh, I love listening to you about tyranny in this country, man. You might be one of my favorite people to listen to about that shit. Like Appreciate le- legitimately, it. you say it like it is. You are a bomb thrower, a firebrand. Um, I don't know that there's a lot of people that go as hard in the paint as you do, man. But there's some pretty horrible shit going on right now with the the vaccine passport talk. Uh, you know, we're, we're now we're now pretty much being told that we're not going to be able to go to grocery stores. If and and get food to cook at home if you're not vaccinated with this you know this this vax the, the V word I guess um, that that is pretty much you know has no reasonable second or third phase trials whatsoever um, right. it's being rolled out in a mass emergency no FDA approval and as as libertarians we're not like really big on FDA approval I mean that's not really our thing you know what I mean but we shouldn't be forced to take something that you know uh, hasn't hasn't really been tested very well yeah um, more more than more than being against. Uh, FDA approval one way or the other, we're very much against coercion. And they are, I mean, this is such evident and obvious coercion. They are trying to force anybody that doesn't want to get the jab or whatever you want to call it um, to go along with their plan. I mean, it's it's crystal clear this is what they're attempting to do. And, and we're stuck in this bullshit argument amongst the libertarian crowd where it's like, oh, I don't want to tell private businesses what to do. Well, I'm not going to go down the whole explanation of why we exist in a fascistic model and this is not a free market capitalist model and they're not private businesses. Uh, that's that's boring. I don't even want to deal with it. I just want to make the the principled argument that they aren't allowed to force me to do this to have a free life. They can't do it. I won't allow them to do it. I will die before they do it to me. So, you know, like you want to get all philosophical, all philosophical about it. I'm going to make it real fucking simple for you. No, 
Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The same with his fucking gun bans. He's Biden's going to use executive action to fucking try and get rid of the Second Amendment tomorrow, allegedly. I'm like, the answer is not some philosophical argument. The answer is no. Right. But I actually mean it. I actually mean it. I will die before you take my guns and I will die before I have a vaccine passport that allows me to go out and get groceries or go to fucking, you know, anywhere. It's just some Padres no. games or whatever the hell it is yeah, that you guys like to do exactly. down there and say, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I was actually going to bring that up. The, 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 this, uh, impending gun legislation through executive order. I mean, what I hear when, when I hear this is, is that, um, you know, Biden's going to cr- commit treason against the American people tomorrow. You know what I mean? That's what I hear. Uh, yeah. And and it's funny because there are so many people in this country that are like, I'm not taking your fucking vaccine, right? Like, I'm not taking it. I'm not going to do right. it. I mean, it, it was rolled out in two and a half months. One, one of the people putting it out is Johnson & Johnson, who can't even make a legit baby powder that's safe. You know what I mean? Uh <laughs> So, so that, what's that the, one dude's legs fell off. Jesus Christ. Dude, did you see that? Sh- and so, so yeah. what's the next step? You know, the next step is, well, let's take their guns and then force this shit. I mean, that's what it looks like to me. Right. Yep. I, I, I pointed out a couple of weeks ago. I said, these dumb motherfuckers did it backwards. You're supposed to take the guns first and then <laughs> you can force us to put stuff in our body. You can't force us to put stuff in our body and then take the guns. We're going to say no. So. Uh, I, I'm actually grateful that they're that our tyrants are so inept that they would go in reverse order because if they if they had already disarmed us, if we were Australia, sure, they could do this to us. Mm-hmm. But as it stands today, after buying more guns than we ever have in our history in the past 12 months, I think that we have a chance of actually fighting this thing and winning. And and I don't mean, you know, violently fighting it. I mean that if we say no and we mean it and we actually talk to our friends and family, we grow the base of people that are vocally opposed to this to the point that they understand there will be violence if we go this path, we may not have to have violence. And and ultimately, our, our entire power mechanism is based off of what we're willing to to die for. That's that's really what I believe at this point in my life. Like I believe the government will take as much from us as they can up until the point that we say we will die before you take any further. And I think we're there. I think we've been there. But I think now we actually have the numbers where it might be meaningful enough that we can stand in unison and stop this bullshit. Sure, sure. You actually, I came on your show uh, before you <laughs> and I had even really known each other. Now we're like yeah. hashtag Tower Gang Bros for life. I mean, we're Tower like gang. <laughs> we're like virtual virtual docking every day. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> so so uh, you asked me that question. You said, "How close to violence do you think we are in this country?" And I said, "I think we're." I think we're pretty fucking close, man. You know, I don't think it's coming tomorrow, but, but now, uh, with this impending EO, it may be tomorrow. You know what I mean? What what do you think? How close do you think we are? The, the problem is it's always a mixture of, of genuine sentiment and bluster. Like, like, Maj tweeted out today. He said, fuck Joe Biden's executive actions on guns tomorrow. We've been getting the hood tooled up for the last four years, and we didn't expect to be alive this long. We good with an honorable death in defense of freedom. Hashtag black guns matter. That motherfucker is for real. Oh, no that doubt. That dude's serious. No doubt. That, when he says that, I mean it. Like, he means it, and I believe it. When a lot of other people say it, I don't believe it. I think it's the same thing with, you know, oh, I'm not going to wear a mask, but you see him at the grocery store. They're wearing a mask. So it's like some people really mean this shit, and I think we're getting to a point of uh, – a pain point at which there might actually be meaningful, you know, defense of our rights. And, and it's fuck. I just hope it's not too late, man. I mean, we need it. We need it like yesterday. Sure. Sure. Uh, speaking of Maj and, and, uh, also Hotep Jesus, I saw you just had Hotep Jesus on your show, man. 
I did. What is up? With, I, yeah. What is up with you beating me with guests, dude? I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, I'm gonna have Dave on, and then you pop out of the blue. You're like, hey, guess what? I'm having Dave on tomorrow. I'm like, damn it, dude. And then I'm like, oh, I got Hotep, and then you're like, Yo, this... I, I already had Hotep. I'm like, man, dude, every time, one step ahead. <laughs> Reed, Reed, and uh, you know the biting the bullet guys, like all of them say the same thing. Like I keep, I keep poaching right before people get. Uh, honestly, I think it's just because like I started a little bit sooner, yeah. so. You know, I've been I've been getting uh, getting rolling, and then once you go on part of the problem, you like you have that credibility to have them go like, oh well, this guy's obviously not a total waste of time. So, uh, you know, it's ultimately I am a waste of time, and I don't know why people come on my show, but uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate anyone. Yeah, Bullshit, well, I appreciate buddy. anyone that will. So it's it's nice. I'm I mean, you get... came on you came on before you you needed to. So people are just like they're just good people in this community. I was stoked to come on, man. Well, you know what you know what it was. You want to know what it really was? I had yeah. I had seen you say that Josh guy's cool, but I'm choosing Angela McArdle for chair, right? And oh, like, shit. and then and then you start talking to me, and I'm like, I'm gonna get on this guy's fucking show. That's what I'm gonna do, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so I was like, Yeah, hell yeah, I'll come on your show, man. But now I'm not running for chair anymore. So, you know, oh, shit. so I'll Dude, bring you, you on got... my show. Dude, you got a memory like Michael Jordan. You're like, you're like databasing, uh, you know, perceived slights. Yeah, I'm like, I remember that shit, dude. I remember. Yeah, that shit. you're like, you're like I remember when that dude he started he started uh, my freshman year of basketball when you know it's like it's so funny to me. Yeah, honestly, like it was nothing. It, obviously, it was nothing personal. I think the world of both of you. I just I just thought that you know Angela Angela had kind of the the momentum behind her, it seemed like she was getting pushed really hard by the Mises caucus. And I know you were as well. So I'm not trying to, you know, back, separate the back two. in the day, back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that honestly, I think either of you would be a phenomenal option. I know, I know you graciously bowed out. I wanted to, to applaud you for that. I think that, you know, people, people like to talk a lot about unity and, and like self-sacrifice and doing things for the greater good and for the bigger, bigger movement. Um, very few people actually mean it when they say it. And when I saw your announcement that you weren't going to run and basically, you know, throwing your support behind her, um, it was just beautiful, man. So I thank appreciate you it. Angela's been a good friend for a long time. I never, you know, it was never going to be a fight regardless. You know what I mean? Like, sure. like regardless no, I know. What, whatever happened, I would have been praising Angela right up till the end, even if I had ran all the way, you know. Of course. Of um, course. But I'm just saying, like, the, the unified front that we now have, I think is really, really powerful. So sure, and, and and I don't think it would have happened without you. So sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was glad. Good I was on glad you. To, yeah, I was glad to throw my sport behind her, man. I think, you know, and we're talking. We talk about this Mises Caucus takeover all the time. I had a, I had like about an hour and a half long conversation with uh, with Scott Horton last night. After the hour and a half long conversation Damn. we had on my show, uh, the the man, it, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to stop talking to him once you start talking to him because you want to hear everything the guy's got to say. I mean, he's just amazing. You know, yeah. but well, the, um, the biggest problem is I don't want to talk when he's talking because I just want to listen. Yeah, well, that too. And it's like it's like you have him on your show and you're, it's like a it's like you're going to school. You know what I mean? Like you're learning you're learning what the real, you know, 100%. Uh, history of our war of our wars and, and the, especially the wars in the Middle East. But um, he talked to me about the Mises takeover and how he doesn't he also doesn't like that language, which is, you know, at first I was kind of surprised. But then he laid it out in a way where it's like it's like imagine there's like. 300 people around the country that are in the party that are already fans of Mises, right? But they've been doing the work. They've been, you know, doing the door knocking and and the petitioning and they hate these other guys, these 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 Andy Craig turds uh, of the party, right? They already hate these guys, <laughs> right? Um and they and they're looking to us going 
fucking thank god finally here comes the mises guys here comes the the hardcore radical libertarians ready to come to the party finally it's a merging of the libertarian party and the libertarian movement which is something that has needed to happen for a long time finally people are starting to do the shit right and then we come in and we're like no fuck you nerd fuck you nerd fuck you and get out of here and you know and and they're like hey man i'm like on your side you know what i mean and it's so right so he he made some really good points and it was uh it was cool i st- i still like the takeover language i'm not gonna lie but it's I, just i know. do too but I, I i appreciate the sentiment and and honestly like uh just to clarify uh, for anybody that doesn't know i i know you view this the same way i do i am going to embrace anybody that's been involved for the past you know through the through the thin years that maintain their principles those people are fucking ride or die like we can't we cannot do what we need to do without them so this when i say takeover it's taking over in the sense that we are going to get the people that did not keep our principles in mind over the past decade to take a back seat. I'm not even saying like throw them out of the car like Aaron from Timeline Earth would like to do. I'm just saying, I'm just saying get in the fucking back seat for a minute, you know? Let me drive. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and and we should. I mean, they've had, you know, they've had control of this party for the at least a decade. I mean, at least I I mean, I pro- probably the last radical like real radical candidate uh, for the party was what 2004. It was Michael Badnarik. None of you guys even know who Michael Badnarik is, no. probably. You know, especially the guys coming in the party. He was, you know, there was two Harry Brown runs. Who Harry Brown was phenomenal. I mean, he was amazing. He he had the the gumption and the balls. Sorry, ladies, I'm, I'm not being, uh, you know, I'm not being misogynist here. Ladies can have balls too. Uh, <laughs> so so he had the balls the day after 9/11 to write an article that basically said, "Hey, we need to chill out and think about this. This is this is what's you know this is happening because of what right. we've done." Um, so he was a great candidate, and then Michael Bar- Badnarik was so uh, amazingly um, uh, radical that he was like against. Ha- he didn't even have a driver's license. Like he wouldn't. Even, yeah. He wouldn't even go get a driver's license. He was like one of the sovereign citizens, and he was great. You know, he's a good speaker, but people didn't really take him seriously. And then uh, Kate, the the Cato guys just kind of came in and, and took over the party after the the 2006. Um, uh, Portland massacre, they call it, where one caucus came in and stripped down the entire uh, platform for the party. And then 2008, we got Bob Barr. Then we had Jer- Gary Johnson one, Gary Johnson two, and it just kind of devolved into this. Uh, we're going to try to be like the two other parties, you know. Right. And the Mises guys used to be about part of the party, you know. It mm-hmm. it was uh, Rothbard was sitting in that living room in Colorado. He was one of the founders of the Libertarian Party, you know. Right. And so when the Cato Mises split happened, and and the Cato guys kind of got a hold of this party, the Mises guys were like, you know what, nah, fuck it, we're out of here. We're gonna go do these think tanks and this shit and do that shit. Well, now those people are like, you know what, you guys have had this name long enough. You're fucking yep. it up. You're fucking up this name for the rest of us, and we're gonna come back and take it. You know, I've heard Jeff Dice quite a few times say, um, you know, we're not, we shouldn't, we shouldn't maybe use the Libertarian moniker anymore. I disagree. I think we take it back. I think we have. Yeah. The, I think we have the people. I think we have, and that's to me. That's what the takeover is. We're taking the word libertarian back from a party that has represented us badly on the national stage for years, and that's yes. where we're headed with the takeover language. Exactly right. Yeah, and I think that anybody who opposes the Marxist takeover of our society needs to identify that the reason that they have prevailed so heavily is because they have taken over our language. They have reframed all of the political parties in a way that, you know, you can't even like talk about politics anymore in this country because every word has been changed so dramatically. And, and, you know, you have microaggressions and all this bullshit. The same thing with the libertarians, like 
people don't want to admit it, but the libertarian movement was taken over by some social justice type folks. I mean, that's what happened. And, and until, until that is rolled back and we can reclaim our word, our precious word, libertarian, then I don't think we have anything to start with. So um, I think it's a very small ask. I think that the Libertarian Party needs to stand on its own two feet and stand separately from the two big parties. Um, I'm not looking to be, you know, Republican light or Democrat light. I'm looking to be radical free. You know, like that's that's what I want to hear from the Libertarian Party. I don't need a guy who's necessarily a sovereign citizen, um, but I do need a guy who talks about ending the lockdowns and means it and organizes us to you know, push back against vaccine passports and whatnot and just make sure, make sure that we don't give another fucking step to these goons as they try and take us over. And hopefully we can start to take a few steps forward as opposed to constantly retreating like we've been doing for my entire life. Sure. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's I think that's the most important thing, whether we're working inside the political mainframe uh, or or not. I think that, you know, not giving one more step is so, so fucking important because yep. You know the rest of the rest of this country, uh, outside of our ideology, are basically going step all over me. You know what I mean? Let's keep going further. I don't want people to be able to go to the grocery store unless they have a, a their papers. I mean, how these people? And then these are the same people who turn around and call you a Nazi. And I'm like, do you know what Nazi is short for? It's National Socialist. Do you know that right. I could you you couldn't be any further away from being a National Socialist than my ideology? I mean, that's legit. You know? True. True. Yeah. And they. I mean, if anything, they're behaving very similarly to the National Socialist Party. Oh, sure. I mean, we have a National Socialist Party. I mean, that's really, literally, we do. You know, we, I'm not saying that we are ruled by Nazis, but we have a National Socialist Party. So, um, yeah, I, it, I, never, I never thought that we'd get here, at least not in my youth, when I was, like, young enough to fight this. I thought that it would happen when I was old and gray, because I could, I could tell by the trajectory of where things were going that this was going to become a very tyrannical country at some point in my life. I just think most people expected we would have until, I don't know, 2040 or something before everything fucking fell apart. It turns out you have a relatively benign virus and boom, tyranny is here in the present right now. And, you know, it it sped up all of our timelines. And that's why, you know, when I was not really interested in being involved in the Libertarian Party, I decided to become because I was like, this is this is the end. You know, you you're either going to go down in history as the guy who got put in the boxcar. You're going to go down in the history. who got shot before he got put on it. Yeah. And I'd rather be the latter. Yeah. I'm not getting in the fucking boxcar, man. They're going to have to kill. There you go. Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely, man. Um, so, so what do you, what do you, let's speculate about gun legislation coming tomorrow. What do you, what do you think is going to pass? Just an assault rifles ban, like across the board or what? What do you think? Um, oh that's going to be rough. Dude. That's going to be rough. Yeah. He's going to have I a think, hard time. Well, first off, you know, I, I've had people online asking me today, what, what do I think he can do? And, and my answer to them was I no longer trust in the judiciary to, to protect us. So I'm not sure that he can't get away with whatever they want at this point, because I don't believe that we have a true political party that, that opposes this move. Um, I think that it's, you know, you talk about lip service, mother, the Republicans are like all lip service on everything. They don't do anything for us. It seems so. Yeah. I think, I think at a minimum he's going to probably go after assault rifles. Um, I don't think he'll go any further simply because I know that would get dragged into court and and they would probably prefer to you know avoid that, um, but honestly, even if they go for assault rifles, like that's a red line for me. Like sure. you can't you can't take those. I'm sorry. Like I know I know they had the ban 30 years ago or whatever, um, 
but statistically it didn't make any fucking difference. And, and ultimately like we need a, me- a method or a mechanism for self-defense that is meaningful, you know, and there's plenty of good handguns out there, but an assault rifle is a bad motherfucker and, and they know it. I mean, that's the reason it, it has nothing to do with mass shootings. Almost no mass shootings happen with assault rifles. So it's all about our defense. Like they want to remove our capacity for defense. Uh, what, what do you think they're going to do? Oh, I don't know, man. I, I'm sure he's going to try to go after specific um, caliber. I'm sure he's going to go after some type of long gun, which is hilarious. I mean, if you really look at the stats, you know, they always bring up these mass shootings, right? But like 5% or less of of gun deaths are are brought on by a long gun. And, you know, yeah. and the funny thing is, is what a lot of people don't understand is that they actually put gun suicides into the number of gun deaths every year, right? They, I mean, decidedly so. I mean, that's probably it should uh, but at the end of the day, when you're using that stat as, uh, you know, violent crime stat, it's, you know, is it considered a violent crime against somebody else? No. Right? No. And that's the large majority of gun deaths every year are are suicides. Now, if you've ever experienced suicide in your life, it sucks. It's horrible. I have. Um, but people who are going to commit suicide do it one way or another. You know what I mean? Whether right. they have a gun or not. It's an unfortunate uh, a part of mental illness in this country. Um, and, and, and a lot of times, you know, they don't ever take anybody else out with them. You know, it's it's but it's still sad. And um, but I the, mean, if, if it's about if it's about preventing suicide, you would certainly have to consider banning all of the, you know, Oxycontin and all these other pills that people kill themselves with intentionally, as well as overdose with in sure. terms of total death count. It's far, far higher than, you know, violent gun crime by a, by a mile. So. Yeah, it's all it's all bullshit. I, I really I really genuinely believe it is a hundred percent about defanging what they see as a genuine threat to their power. True. Their genuine threat to their power is us. I'd love That's to, the truth. I'd love to see the the, the figures on uh, how much big pharma donates to gun legislation uh, movements. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? I'm sure it's a lot. Interesting. Because yeah, I never you never you never think about it. Like why why in God's name? Would the would the government not say, "Oh, look, the large majority of gun deaths every year is suicide"? Maybe, just maybe, we should address the mental health issue as opposed to the gun issue, which is a much bigger issue than the gun issue. I've been I've been saying it for years, man. Uh, you know, I've I've actually suffered with anxiety. I know you have as well at, at periods, and um, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough, and and I think that it's it's a product of a sick society. It's a product of a sick culture. And you're not going to, you're not going to ban anything to remedy it. Like it's just, it's just way too complicated. And I've, I've found my own mechanisms through, you know, mindfulness meditation and yoga and, and exercise and eating better and, you know, just generally like decreasing stress in my life. Um, but it's like, I found all that on my own, just to be honest. Like, no, I, I, no one, no doctor was going to like, I went and saw a doctor and they're like, here's all these pills. You should take these pills. And I was like, I'm good. Like, let me see if I can handle this holistically. And sure enough, I mean, I did for the most part. It, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just really tragic. I, I think that when I add that thought into the overall dynamic of everything we're dealing with over the past year, including the lockdowns, which completely exacerbated the mental health crisis in this country. 100%. I am, I am so, I'm so concerned about like what this actually looks like when we get back to quote unquote normal 
which I still believe we will get some semblance of normal. Like I think that we will have kids going to public school in the fall, probably. Hey, um, my kids are ba- are all back in school here in Iowa, man. True, true. Yeah. Well, I'm in, I'm in California, so we'll yeah. get our freedom back. Dead fucking last, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just really concerned about what that looks like. I think that you see the shooting in Colorado. You see the the uh, the guy driving into D.C. last week, and and I think it could be like just the the very needle or the very tip of the needle. And, and we may see a lot more of this because people, people paid an, an, an enormous emotional price over the past year. I, I did it myself in the first three months. I was really fucked up by these things. Cause I was like all of, all of my normal, uh, you know, comfort aspects of my life were just ripped away. And I had to figure out so many things. And fortunately I'm a relatively ad- ad- adaptive person and I found ways, but a lot of people haven't a lot of people. I mean, we don't even know the people that haven't left their house all year. Like these people have not left their house. True. There's millions. Think about how fucking crazy these people are going to be when they get back on the street. Like, it's oh, gonna yeah. be wild, no doubt. I, well, and I remember, I remember when they first started uh, letting us, letting us, you know, go back to indoor dining <laughs> here in Iowa, which was months and months and months ago. It's been a long time here. Um, thankfully I live in a place where, you know, the governor's, She's she's not great, but she's not the worst. You know, she's probably she's probably like somewhere in the top ten as far as governors during this lockdown, which is pretty damn good. I mean, if, you no, know, you're very um, you're very fortunate. Yeah, they 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 had a, a very very mild mask mandate that she lifted over a month ago. Uh, the kids were out of school very briefly. Uh, you know, they, sh- they shut restaurants down, but still let them continue to do carry out and carry out drinks. They they added that to the menu so that at least they could sell some of the liquor. Uh, now I don't agree with any of this shit. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if, you know, if, if it was my business, I'd probably be all over the news for getting arrested for opening my fucking <laughs> business because I yeah. just don't give a shit. And I've been an essential employee this entire pandemic. I mean, from the very beginning anyways. Um, oh, nice. And we haven't changed much in our life except that, you know, we couldn't go out to eat dinner and I hadn't seen the inside of a bar in five months. And you know what I mean? And um, right. uh, where the hell was I going with this, Clint? Oh, uh, so <laughs> so no, I felt, I felt you know, we went to sit down. I took, I took uh, Julia and... and um, one of her daughters out to eat at Johnny's Steakhouse, right? Like this Italian steakhouse. I, I you know, my as, as libertarian as I am in my in my very soul, right? Like as much as I hate authority and, and think that it's all bullshit, I felt like I was doing something illegal going in to sit down and eat. You know Dude, what I mean? I know. And, I know. And, and this is somebody who's strongly opposed to these lockdowns and strongly opposed to the to the government, you know, uh, uh, back tyranny that we have seen over the last year. And I felt like I was doing something wrong. I can only imagine these people that, you know, are... That were rule followers prior? Yeah, like big-time rule followers walking into a restaurant shaking, you know what I mean? Yeah. The mental health of this country has tanked because of this Tanked. Shit. And and it was already bad. I want to really emphasize that. It was not in a good place. If you remember, the you know, when Trump got elected, everyone having a fucking, like, psychotic break with reality for the past four years. Yeah. <laughs> people crying. Yeah. I mean, I just... Good Lord. So, yeah, you take you take all those people and those are the people that stayed in their house for the past year, for the most part, because those are the people that hated Trump. So they were the people that buy into CNN propaganda and they, they're the people that actually listen to how unbelievably catastrophically dangerous this is. So the, like those people have probably been inside almost entirely for the past year. Those people are never coming back. They're never going to be normal. Like we're going to have to deal with these people for the rest of our lives. Sure. And they're going to be fucking crazy people. And I just don't see how that doesn't result 
in major conflict moving forward. And and I think that's why there is advocacy for vaccine passports, because there is a, a huge swath of this country that are still petrified of this thing, which we know definitively is not that dangerous, that we fucking could look at Florida or Texas or anybody else that opens up and see the fucking numbers don't spike. It doesn't go crazy. Like everyone relax, everyone relax, go back to your life. If you're, if you're sick, stay home. If you're not, go out. They're not looking at that stuff. They're not taking in any new input of information whatsoever. They have made up their minds. Their minds were made up by information they received. They didn't even consider it, really. They just fucking took it in their ear, put it in their brain, and this is how they're living for the rest of their lives. And it's like, how do you, how do you break people from that mindset? How do you get them to come back to reality? I don't, I don't see it happening. I think we have, we have been divided permanently along this line of pro-lockdown and anti-lockdown. And I think it's a more meaningful divide because the people who are anti-lockdown can have differences in ideology, political ideology. Like, I know lots of leftists that are opposed to lockdowns. Not a lot, but I know some. I know a lot on the right that are opposed to it. This is the tie that binds. Then you have some on the right that are pro-lockdown. Fuck those people. You're out of my you're out of my team. You know, like I want anybody like that's that's my new dividing line. If you're anti-lockdown, I'm with you. If you're pro-lockdown, I'm very much against you. Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts that's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over right well and that's you know we have politicized fucking everything in this country i mean everything is politicized now and so so what was left a virus let's politicize mm-hmm. A sickness. And that's literally what we did in this country. We politicized it to the point of where if you mention certain things, you'll be removed from a platform. You know what I mean? If you bring up real, verifiable stats about certain things that the other side doesn't like, you'll be removed from a platform. You'll be yelled at and shouted down. And, And I mean, there's been stabbings over this shit. You know what I mean? There's been all kinds of hate, like just hateful shit because we've politicized a virus. We have made people feel ashamed for getting sick. And mm-hmm. that just blows my mind, man. Blows yeah. my mind. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, whether or not it's an intentional psyop, I don't know, but you couldn't have planned a better one. People are broken mentally, psychologically. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, they are just flat out broken. That's what I was saying earlier. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it is a psyop. I'm not saying it is, you know, uh, I'm not saying that this is all some false thing just to do this and that, but if it had been a false uh, psyop, if this had been a run to see how well uh, you know the the American public would obey the government mm-hmm. when they when they put them into a crisis, it couldn't have gone any better. Pretty much, I mean, yeah. I, other than other than the uh, the riots, which were basically orchestrated and manufactured largely by the leftist media. Um, other than that, the people basically did what they were supposed to. The right shut the fuck up and the left ruled the country. I mean, that's, that's what it feels like at least over the past year. So yeah, I don't know. But the, oh, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I didn't say anything. I was waiting for you, man. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know what that was then. Uh, uh, yeah, so other other than the uh, the January sixth, uh, you know, incursion or whatever you want to call it, the the right basically didn't fight back at all this entire year, and and that's when I decided that okay, we need a meaningful libertarian party because the right ain't gonna do it. Like it's it's never been more evident that we are on our own, and and there's plenty on the right that want to fight, but if they don't have leadership, these people are not leaders. You know, they need leadership, and because Trump was like you know, kind of 50-50 on the lockdowns the entire time. He never he never told his people, stop wearing masks, go back to your life. Like, that's all he had to do, and he didn't do it. And that's, for me, that's why his presidency is a fucking complete failure. And Well, that and not pardoning Assange, Snowden, and, and sure. Ulrich. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, sure. I mean, <laughs> he could have he could have been a lot better on a thousand different things. But sure. I'm just saying... That that one issue is enough for you to be one of the worst presidents of all time because you didn't stop us being locked in our houses for a year. Like, that's a pretty big fuck up. You know, people like to like to praise him for not starting new wars. And I'm like, yes, that's good. And they like to praise him for tax cuts. And I'm like, yes, that's good. Also, we were locked in our houses for a year. So is he a good president? I mean, he's not going to he's not going to be remembered fondly by me. No. Um, but, you know, to, to each their own. I just well, think that we need It wasn't new leadership. just uh, being locked in our homes. I mean, it was our, as many of our livelihoods were taken. Yes. You know, uh, our, many restaurants shut down. You couldn't go see a fucking movie for crying out loud, dude. I still can't, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're, so you're in the co- communist state of California, man. That's actually where I'm yeah. from. Born and raised from, from the East Bay area right outside of Oakland. Uh, nice. I don't, I can't, I don't, I can't fathom how it's going to be. I, for those of you that don't know, I actually left California five minutes before they instituted that 24 hour lockdown back in uh, March of last year. Crazy. Uh, I hopped on a plane to Iowa five minutes prior to that, and I never left Iowa. I moved out here with a suitcase, dude, one suitcase. <laughs> um, but but your, your timing couldn't have been better. I should have been on the flight with you. Literally, my flight left at 11.55, and that lockdown started at midnight, dude incredible yeah and incredible and, uh i've been here ever since happy you know i went from i went from being a bachelor living with my best friend to having eight kids but hey you know life comes at you fast you got to be ready my for it. god who, who, <laughs> who who has that happen in a year what the fuck I, man you know you know i've done a lot of crazy things in my life Clint. <laughs> but this one probably takes the cake that is that is super intense <laughs> but it's, it's and cool, congratulations man. on the engagement by the way oh thanks man yeah i talked a little bit about it last night uh, last Wednesday, my mom, my sister, and my my grandma had come into town to visit the babies because we have two babies. You know, we have my baby and then my granddaughter, who was born two and a half months later. Incredible. Uh, both living with so two infants, uh, sixteen, uh, nine, eight, six, and three year old, all living with us. So, um, it's it's wild. But uh, so I wanted I wanted to do it while they were here, and um, and she was happy, and she said yes. So now now we just got to set a date, and uh, I have you know like fifteen thousand people to invite, but. You know, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> oh, I, I hope to meet the entire Mises Caucus at your wedding. That's right, exactly. Uh, um, oh, I wanted to to bring up a point that you brought up earlier or make a note on it. Uh, you were talking about how even you felt like a criminal when you went into a restaurant for the first time. This is why I opposed the lockdown so strongly early on is because I knew in human nature, if you take away their freedom and you and you make them accustomed to it, even for a limited amount of time, it's just never going to feel normal again. Like people will accept more and more. This is why I oppose the Patriot Act. It's why I oppose the NSA and the TSA. It's like you give them just a little bit and you go like, well, for for our safety, obviously we have to give up our rights for a limited time. And then people just accept it. Like no one even, no one, like think about this. 25 years ago, privacy was an expectation. 
Oh, sure. We all expected to have privacy 25 years ago. Today, no one expects privacy. Mm-hmm. No one. We I mean, all, we it's all a joke. People will laugh to. at you. Yeah. What's that? We all know we're being listened to. And exactly. At. But it's a fucking given. So it went from a conspiracy theory about being spied on by the government to like, a fucking course you are. What are you going to do about it? You can't do anything about it. Well, this is the problem with the lockdowns. If you allow that precedent to be set and people accept it for a period of time, it becomes far easier for it to happen again. And in my opinion, it will happen again. Um, so I'm trying to fucking kill this idea dead. Like, I need it to die. There's there's plenty of infringements I can deal with. I can deal with my privacy being fucked with a little bit. I cannot deal with my freedom of movement. And I can't deal with, like, any any more diminishment of my rights. And I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the truth. So... Please fight with me, people. Please. I'm begging those, you. those are Italian hands. That's a real plead there. That's please. a real plead there. A mama mia, please. <laughs> well, yeah, my, have I was you... raised. I was raised. My stepdad was an uh, Italian from New York, so I think I really got that from him. Fair. Yeah, you 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 did that pretty good, man. It looked real. I got like a little scared for a minute. I'm like, man, this guy. He's gonna send someone to my front door. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> if you wake up with a horse in your bed, you know what's up. <laughs> yeah. uh, so. All right, have you signed on to the, the, the Newsom recall? I mean, there's like, what, oh, two, yeah. 2 million people signed that thing? I think it was like 2.1, yeah. He's in big um, fucking trouble, dude. Uh, fuck, I hope, man. I, the, see, the, the issue is I don't give a fuck if that guy gets thrown out of power. I want him in prison. Like, that's the truth. I don't, I don't care if he's out of power. You have to pay a fucking price right. with your life, you know, like, not your life, but maybe um but you gotta be put in fucking prison, only in minecraft like, he means in minecraft everybody yes your life your life has to be ruined when you ruin millions of people's lives i think that's a fair counter you know offer like you fucked up all of our lives so now you have to spend the rest of your life in prison i think that's the the bare minimum and any governor that's strongly advocated for lockdown i believe that's that's also what price should be paid and not because i need them to pay that price specifically even though i like it it's because I want future politicians to know that there is a price to be paid if you take our freedoms. Like if they don't if they don't have that in the back of their mind, like what happens if I do this? Which at this point they don't have that thought because they know as long as they're doing the media's bidding and the leftist uh, bidding, they can get away with fucking literal murder. So we have to shift that. Like if unless we shift that, I don't think we'll ever get any semblance of freedom back in this country. Sure. And California is filled with a bunch of fucking psychopaths anyways. The, 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 the thing that a lot of people don't understand, right? Gavin Newsom was the mayor of San Francisco, okay? Yep. And, and, and the, the, like, you, you hear a lot of the jokes about San Francisco, right? There's shit all over the streets, heroin needles everywhere, blah, why the fuck would I want to go there? I grew up 35 minutes away from San Francisco, right? I used to go there all the time, dude. We used to hop on the BART and, and go ride our skateboards all around San Francisco. It was a beautiful city. It was, it was an amazing city. It was amazing. Yeah. It was so cool to visit and hang out at. They had Vans Warp tours there. They had all kinds of different parades, pride, this, that, this, that, you know. Um, uh, they what else did they have? They had so much shit there. The, the X yeah, Games Ch- one Chinatown, year. Chinatown. Yeah, Chinatown, parks, the, I mean, the piers, everything was beautiful. And then Gavin Newsom became the mayor. And he is the reason you make those jokes about San Francisco. He's mm-hmm. literally the reason. He's the one that fucked that up. And so and I believe he had to step down at some point, right? I don't remember that. Or was that? No, that was Jerry Brown uh, stepped down from governor once, and then they reelected him again. Uh, right. So this is how this is the second time Californians were this dumb, and so <laughs> and so he fucks up. Hey, hey, respectfully, I'm yeah, I know. I'm also a Californian. Just in case you're wondering, I mean, born and bred. I lived there for 30 years. Okay. Uh, and and so so. Instead of going, you know, this guy fucked up one of the most beautiful cities, big cities in America, 
we're, we're going to make sure that he never has a position of power in this state again. We're going to nope. make him in the highest position of power in this state. <laughs> Let's see how that goes. Nothing could be wrong. What's he doing his first fucking week? He's like, oh, you know, uh, they had this huge surplus from Jer- from uh, uh, Jerry Brown, right? Jerry Brown, terrible shit liberal governor, but he was pretty fiscally responsible-ish, right? Yeah, had this yeah. huge surplus. And, and and Gavin walks in like like Dave Chappelle, like, look at this couch, you know? And uh, and he's like, he's like, we found 175,000 people in California that don't have access to clean drinking water. So we're going to add a water tax on all your water. It's like $69 billion surplus or something. He's like, we're going to add a water tax to get these people clean drinking water. And everyone's going, oh, shit. We fucked up, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, we fucked um, up. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, dude. It, you you only fail up if you're a leftist. Like if you're a fucking dog shit mayor of a of a beautiful historic city like San Francisco, and you fucking destroy it, you can become the governor of that state. Right. Like that's that's just so it's so sick. And this is why I'm leaving California. I'm born and raised here. 38 years. Fucking love San Diego. I love the people here. I am heartbroken. But I have no choice, man. I have no choice. It is that bad. Like we are ruled by idiots and we are we are surrounded by voters that are idiots. And you you can't change that. That's not gonna shift in shorter order. Like the fact that he's not that he didn't have to resign, the fact that we have to recall him is enough evidence that like the people of California are not based enough for me to be here. I want people in the streets. I wanted I wanted to see a million people in the streets or at his you know, at the governor's mansion with fucking pitchforks. They didn't do shit. They insurrection fucking, they, insurrection yeah well yeah call whatever you want um yeah i mean they, they just needed to be more meaningful pushback and the best we can get from these like soft ass stone stone motherfuckers is to like sign a petition and hey i'm not i'm not talking too much shit because I, I didn't do much more than that either um but you know we just i have to go i have to get out of here it's, it's hard to do it alone man it really is dude and, it is and uh you know, it, it, it sometimes feels when you're a liberty person in, in California, it feels like oh. you're a fucking island, dude. It really does. Yeah. I, I lived that life for a long time. You know, I was on the Libertarian Party of California's uh, executive committee yeah. with, with Angela McArdle. And uh, and I'm going, man, I really want to stay here and fight for liberty, dude. But I just don't know if it's ever going to happen here. until It's such it's such a losing battle here. Oh, dude, until until those people are are literally so destitute that they're going, okay, maybe now we fucked up. It's going to be it's going to be too late anyways. You know right. what I mean? No, and, I, they, they will vote for communism before they vote for liberty in this in, in the state of California. And like, they'll I have get no the doubt. same treatment every other state that's ever voted for communism will get. Exactly. Yeah. And then and then when there's, you know, all of them starve, the few people that survive will decide, hey, maybe freedom's a good idea. And you'll have, you know, the Eastern Bloc immigrants that because like I have this this buddy of mine that I he's like 65. He's from um, like Czech, like old Czechoslovakia. And he is the most anti-communist dude you'll ever meet in your life. Like he's like the Cubans, you know, like they are like fuck communism, fuck Castro, fuck anybody that thinks that we should have communist communism in this country. They're like, this is what we fled from. And and I try to I try to listen to those people seriously because they they felt it. They lived it and they know. And I just feel like California in particular is just so ideologically brainwashed. Like these people don't even consider freedom. It's like the last thought they have is freedom. So you I got to I got to go be with my people, man. Wherever that's at, I got to go be there. Yeah, Middle America's pretty cool, man, if you don't uh, need the ocean or mountains. You know what I mean? And especially if you God. like corn and ranch, dude. You know? <laughs> I 
That was a terrible sales pitch. <laughs> hey, dude, Iowa's got one of the best state fairs in the country. Maybe the best, they say. The best. And you can buy breakfast pizza at the gas station, dog. You know what I'm All saying? Right, well, <laughs> you're, you're an awful salesman, Josh. Know, I'm horrible. <laughs> Fucking horrible. Which is untrue. I'm actually really, I'm actually a really good know, salesman. But, hey, man, Iowa's got its perks, dude. It's got its perks, I promise. They, won't, they aren't locking you down. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, that hey, you should have led with that, dude. Yeah. But you always there's always Florida as long as you don't mind, you know, the, the hurricane season coming and taking away your house. Bro, I'm I'm seriously considering Florida. Florida, Texas, some somewhere that you know, a big gun culture and a big anti-lockdown culture. That, like those are my two priorities because I really think that's where we're at. Like sure. it's going to be real do or die type time. Like I think people are going to have to defend themselves where, where are you at on this? Do you think I'm I'm totally crazy to think that we're like really on the cusp of something fucking terrible? Because it feels it. I, I feel it in my bones personally. I think we're very close, and I think I think this executive order business could change a lot of things tomorrow. I mean, I really yes. do. There's, you know, you got You really got to think about the number of of uh, you know what they call assault weapons or assault rifles are are owned in this country by law abiding, normal everyday citizens. Now you're yep. you're going to try and criminalize them with a treasonous executive order. It it could get really ugly, you know. And I'm not I'm not saying it's going to get ugly, uh, but it could. It really could, you know. When they start, Should. yeah. I mean, and and the thing is, is they've been making us register our guns for so long. They know about most of the people that have these guns. Of you know, course, they're all in a database somewhere, and they could show up at your house and say, "Hey, we're here to get your long gun, buddy." You know, and then what are you going to do? You know, yep. there's a lot of people in this country that are going to say, okay, here you go, you know, without even getting their 1200 bucks back, <laughs> you right. know. Uh, but right. there's a lot of people in this country, especially veterans, uh, you know, especially especially uh, constitutionalists. There's a lot of people in this country that are going to say, fuck you. Come back with yeah. a warrant. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, it, that that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's the moderate position. <laughs> yeah, that's the mod. That's the moderate position. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's 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 worrisome, you know, for for uh, you know a guy like me with eight kids. You know, it's worrisome. I don't want him to show up at my doorstep and you know do this shit, and then I have to. You know, I would rather everyone get together and say no, fucking together, because that's what it's <laughs> going to take to push back on this shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like like everyone's always like, well, are you are you calling for violence? I'm like, no, I'm calling for a meaningful statement. That you are willing to commit violence to protect your liberty. <laughs> right, right. I am calling for for unity in purpose and and a conviction that we can't. You will not take any more of our rights. Period. And if that means that there's violence, it is defensive in nature because we are we are stating definitively no further, no more. So if they want to be the aggressor, then we have to act in self defense. So I am not calling for violence. I am calling for you to defend yourself. And your fellow man in this country. And it's really, it's fucking now. Sure. Like, you have to do it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's on our doorstep, dude. It really is. And, and I mean, you know, who? we've been being told by, by you know, shitty Democrats online for years and years and years, no one's coming to take your guns, right? And then, and then I'll, out of nowhere, the, uh, the uh, DUI king from, from Austin, what is it, San Antonio, Texas. Beto. Beto yeah. is like, hell yeah, I'm coming to take your guns. And, <laughs> and then they're still like, no one's coming to take your guns. And now Joe <laughs> Biden's like, 
oh yeah, 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 we're going to sign an executive order to take your guns. And I'm like, motherfuckers, you're coming to take my guns. I'm not stupid. You know what <laughs> I mean? Very, it's they're, very clear. Yeah, they're already execu- <laughs> they've already been executing fucking red flag laws on people around the country. Like, they've been doing this shit for years. You know, the last president, everyone talks about how, oh, Donald Trump was the most law-abiding or the most libertarian president of my lifetime. The motherfucker enacted more gun legislation than any president in my entire lifetime. Literally, yep. except for except for what? Uh, f- fucking Bill Clinton, maybe? You know? I don't even know. I don't even but know. But I, I know he wasn't good on gun rights. Yeah, so, so I mean, it's been coming for a long time to the point of where it's normalized with some Republicans. You know, we had Republicans yes. telling us, well, you guys don't need bump stocks anyways. Well, you guys don't need suppressors anyways. Like, hey, motherfucker, what happened to shall not be infringed? That's what you were screaming yeah. the last the last eight years prior to, to Trump. What, what happened? What happened to from my my two cold dead hands? What happened to those guys? Yeah, and the and the really the really fucked part is that they banned bump stocks before they even told us what the fuck happened in Las Vegas. Like, yeah. we don't even know. We still don't. We know. don't even know what happened. We yeah, still, we still. And, don't but know. they but they still took bump stocks because this fucking alleged lunatic killed fifty people or whatever from the MGM or not MGM uh, Mandalay Bay. It's like. I don't need, I still don't have a motive for this dude, but yet you've taken you've taken away my rights because of this guy's lone wolf behavior. It's like this is crazy. And people don't even care. People are like, of course we have to give up bump stocks. You see how many people died? I'm like, do you know what actually happened there? Because yeah. I don't, and no one does, and no one seems to have a problem with it. Sorry, I didn't mean to go down the conspiracy route. Alex Jones, shout out. Oh shit, you're gonna have a bunch of angry uh blue check mark <laughs> liberals coming after you tonight, man. I wonder, I, what, I wonder where we're at. Dude, I was I was like pushing, I don't know, 600 RTs on that damn tweet already. Oh, and I'm going, and it wasn't, I just retweeted Newsweek. It was like an article from Newsweek. And I'm going, what the fuck, fuck is going on here, man? <laughs> it's it's going to be massive then. That's a, that's a promise. I'm trying to look for it for you. Are you are you actually? <laughs> 1,800. You got 1,800 likes, so it's going. Oh, hard. shit. Well, it's funny because there's a bunch of people liking it that are like Alex Jones fans and Trump Trump guys, right? And then there's a bunch of like people just hateful and angry that are Democrats. And Democrats are like, oh, well, that was started by a right winger who was a Trump supporter. I'm like, and? Like I like I give a shit. I called I've called Trump a coward so many times, dude. Me 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 and me and Scott Horton just talked last night about how much of a pussy he was, you know, on on the wars. How he had this this opportunity to to stick to his anti war principles, which he ran on, and and he walked out of office like a coward, and then couldn't even and then he couldn't even pardon Assange or uh, after talking about how the 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 media is the enemy of the people, he couldn't pardon the one guy who was putting out true stories and yeah. and, and exposing against, against all his shit. political opponents. Yes. I mean, tremendously beneficial to Trump and he was like, I love WikiLeaks. I love Assange. And then he doesn't even pardon the dude. And, then and Snowden, like, Snowden, for the love of God, like maybe the greatest hero in my lifetime and we can't pardon this fucking hero. It's like it's yeah, it's heartbreaking. Trump is. Uh, yeah, I don't, don't want to. It's those three. I mean, look, if Trump had said, you know what, fuck the news media, fuck you guys, f-, you know, if he walked out like the dude in Burger King or in uh, uh, Half Baked from working at the burger job yeah. and did all this shit, and then was like, but Assange, Ulbricht, and Snowden, you're all free. I would have been like, dude, that was that was pretty cool because especially yeah. Ulbricht. I, I did my first episode or my that was my third episode. I talked about Ross Ulbricht, right? Right, I saw that one. This dude literally created a, a free exchange market online where you could use Bitcoin and shit. It was libertarian as fuck. He didn't commit any crimes, you know. They accused him of crimes and then didn't even 
charge him with the crimes they said he committed, but let them use that in court to drag his name through the mud, right? Mm -hmm. Trump could have looked at that and said, oh, you know, this guy probably needs a pardon. And Assange, you know, he obviously he's not an enemy to the people. He's trying to tell the people how it is. And Snowden's doing the same thing. Let's fucking pardon him. I'm on my way out anyways. He didn't. That's, yeah. cow that's coward bitch shit. You know what I mean? Yes, it is. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll disagree with you slightly in, in the... Uh... Oh God! What's I'm, Albrecht's case that he didn't commit any crimes? He committed maybe the most serious crime, which is he he created a methodology for commerce outside of the eye of the Oof. state. Oh God! It's horrible, horrible, terrible. That's crimes. the crime he committed, and that's all the a victims. Fucking, that's a big crime, though. That's that's the one that they got him for. Whatever they charged him with is irrelevant. The crime he committed was he created you know enterprise outside of their watchful eye. And that is a no-no. Yep. You do not do that. And and back to your point about Trump, if he had if he had just simply assume for a second that all of his rhetoric was le legitimate, that he wanted to end the wars, that he was actually opposed to lockdowns. If Trump had behaved as if he had when he was running for office, if he had said to himself, "I'm not supposed to win, and I'm not supposed to be here, and I'm not going to worry about a second term," Trump would be president today. I have no doubt in my oh, mind. Sure. If he if he had fought the lockdowns. If he had fought the bump stock ban, I would have voted for Trump. If he had ended the wars, Jesus Christ, oh, I would have voted for Trump. If he would have ended Trump. the wars, I would have I left the Libertarian Party tomorrow, dude. No doubt. Exactly. So <laughs> he, he could have, based off of rhetoric, he was the most Libertarian president of our lifetime. But based off of act, he was not. Sure. So that's the reason he's not the president. And I think that's a really good thing, actually. Because what it tells you is that Libertarianism and Libertarian ideology is pretty fucking popular in this country. Like, it really is. It's not, I'm not saying we have a majority, but I'm saying there is a huge swath of this country that really liked his rhetoric. And his rhetoric was fairly Libertarian. So if we can get someone who, who says that and means it, we might actually be able to sway some people. So that's, that's what I'm hoping for in this next go-around. Assuming we have another election, which I am not at all holding my breath for we'll see yeah who knows what's coming man it, 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 we, politics as we know it could be different we could all be fucking on our way to the gulags together bro bro i cannot wait to play uh hacky sack with neocon remover in the gulags it's gonna be dope yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> man absolutely well shit man that's uh that's pretty much all i got for you where can people find you at clint uh, I am at Liberty Lockpod on Twitter, and I am Liberty Lockdown on Instagram and Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, everywhere else. Please subscribe to the YouTube. I have a ton of listeners to the podcast because I was audio only for the first seven or eight months, and I have a good amount of following on YouTube, but it's because it's relatively new. I don't have a ton, so please hop on board. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody putting out awesome content like this, you need to go follow them on YouTube. If you have the opportunity to watch their show on YouTube, I, you know, I... I always take my uh, audio and cut it and put it on my RSS feed so you can also listen to it. But YouTube's the place that we can monetize and we can actually you know, survive right. and, and, and start making a, a living for ourselves doing this kind of stuff. So definitely, yeah. definitely go Sub follow Clint. Subscribe, break the cycle. Huh? huh? What are you doing? Hey, you're hey. Fucking, if, you, if you're just tuning in because I'm here, you better fucking smash the subscribe button. I'm, I'm, I'll come to your fucking house. I'll come to your house. Hey, hey, Clint's a badass, man. I don't, I'm going to, I'd have him over <laughs> my house for like a barbecue or something, but I wouldn't want him coming at me like that. You know what I mean? It's pretty, <laughs> pretty terrifying, man. It's, I'm actually a very kind person in, in real life. People think that I'm like, cause my, my rhetoric online is pretty intense and it's genuine. It is genuine, you know, anim animus that I have for these people. But for the most part, I'm a very nice person. If you see me in real life, I'm not going to be a dick. I'm going to fucking hug you. I'm like, I am sweet as 
all get out. So do not be afraid of me. Um, but I am also a uh, ride or die for freedom. So I hope you understand my disposition. As you should be. And I appreciate you, sir. I look forward to working with you for years and years to come, whether that's me too. Uh, through the podcast networking, uh, through, uh, I don't know, rallies, uh, politics, yeah, trying to break out of the gulag together. It doesn't matter. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> you just let me know, man. Dude, if they if they let Liberty Twitter be in the same uh, FEMA camp, we are we are gonna run that shit in like thirty days. Shit so they better not be lit, dude. I'm gonna be. I'm, I I posted on my Twitter. I said, you know, we're all in the gulags. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be going around selling cigarettes and telling everyone I fucking told you so. <laughs> <laughs> with bitcoin right <laughs> yeah exactly dude i was like hey guys i still got my fucking bitcoin in a wallet somewhere you know what i mean if we could get out of here we're gonna be okay you know <laughs> well hey man i appreciate you dude uh definitely every like i said everyone go follow quint and we'll see you later man peace out peace appreciate out. it oh another awesome show with another ridiculous intro mishap but you know what would break the cycle be without a few audio issues in the beginning uh, I had been doing so damn good, too. But, hey, man, I appreciate you guys checking it out. Clint's an awesome guy. I mean it. Go follow him. He's a savage. He doesn't care what anybody has to say. He's part of Tower Gang, who is uh, literally doing God's work fighting the Antichrist in the blue checks on Twitter. Do not miss out on that fun. Uh, definitely check out Lorenzotti.coffee. Use BTC at checkout to get a 10% discount. All of your Italian needs delivered directly to your door. You literally... Will not believe how delicious this coffee is. Uh, Toplobster.com, where you can get all your great graphic tees, hoodies, coffee mugs. Uh, if you do join the Patreon, there's a uh, a coffee mug that Top Lobster made specially for the coffee mug tier. Uh, I believe it's $10 a month. You will not be disappointed. We definitely stole it from somewhere, and it's hilarious. Uh, Anthem Planning, anthemplanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs for your business or personal Uh Definitely hit them up. Great people. I will have Amy, the owner, uh, on the show next Wednesday, I believe. I'm looking forward to that. We're going to talk about emergency planning and how the government always fucks it up. Um, guys, check me out on the RSS feed. I'm on all your favorite podcast apps. I, I usually have the audio ripped and put on there the next morning. Please subscribe to the YouTube. Also, subscribe to the Odyssey. I'm on Odyssey uh, at Break the Cycle with Joshua Smith. For any reason that I'm, you know, torn off of the YouTube where we kind of stream to right now, I know that they're working on uh, letting people stream to Odyssey. So that will be my next platform if we're ever taken down uh, from here. You know, hopefully that doesn't happen, but you never know. I'm definitely a wrong think kind of guy. Um, so it could come. Check out patreon.com backslash break the cycle JS. Sign up there. We have an awesome Discord chat going. There's some really cool people in there, really cool things on the, uh, on the tiers, uh, let's see. Coming up tomorrow or Friday, we have literally the legend, uh, iconic shit posting legend, Neocon Remover. I can't wait for this show. I know it's going to be awesome. I've listened to some of his stuff on Not a Podcast. Uh, I read some of his stuff on Sub Substack. He's amazing. It's going to be a wild day. And then next Tuesday, Hotep Jesus is coming on. Hotep's been tell told you it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, people are really mad at me for having him on for some reason. So we're going to find out why. Um, but until then, don't forget to break the cycle.
words have to explain The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain A violent call to action in the verse and the frame But I just spent it in Minecraft The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse Because I just spent it in Minecraft Your temper is my friend and he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft You're nothing I mean, you know it Don't try to get us, get too close to COVID Holy shit, I think 